1: Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities.
2: Over 25 concerts and live performances starring blues traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more.
1: The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas, January 31st
2: through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com to book your cabin.
0: You deserve to treat yourself. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 414.24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
3: It's 902, 101 With Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello. Welcome to another episode of 90210MG. I'm one of your hosts, Jenny Garth, joined by my friends. Go ahead and introduce yourself, ladies. I'm one of the other
3: hosts. I'm Tori <laughs> Spelling. <laughs> so sultry. <laughs> and it's Sisney. Hello.
2: Hi, Sis. We're the hostesses with the most- mostesses. Yep, I love yeah. it. Oh, I wish it was mimosas instead. Hostesses the hostesses with, with the, the mimosas. Is? Don't get jealous, sis. It's just so a joke. I'm so ready to drink.
1: <laughs> oh, we're so happy to be with you guys. Another week of season two, Beverly Hills, 90210. That's what we're here for, right?
2: It is the big show. Everybody, Everybody loves it. At the beach club, loving the beach club episodes. Yes, it's yes. Makes me feel happy, ready for summer. It makes me feel like
1: makes you feel hey, you had a birthday this last week. Shh, don't you speak of that. No, we will speak of it because (laughs) you're older now. There was a second, like maybe a few weeks, a month, I don't know, where you were two years younger than me. And I did not like that because it just gives you too much to be happy about.
2: (laughs) I didn't even realize that because, you know, I'm always the first to point out that you're one year older than me. So Mm -hmm. I would have relished in that if I had remembered it.
1: Okay, I'm glad that I didn't remind <laughs> you. It was earlier only like then.
2: a little more than a month. Oh darn that yep. would have been good to rub that in. Yep. But now now you're the big me. four eight. I am. Yeah. 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 And I gotta tell you, forty eight feels a lot worse than forty seven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what do you I mean worse? Like
2: Okay, because it's one year closer to the young five oh, if you know what I'm talking about.
1: I didn't know what you were gonna say. <laughs> money year closer to the grave uh well you
0: look no, amazing no
1: for i mean 48 who do, you know what that's the thing they always say oh you look so good for 48 or you look so great for 50 like what
2: what does that even imply you look so good for your age yeah always they say that well, i don't know that i like that it's people are being but nice it. but it sounds like a backhanded compliment right but it's not they think they're being nice but you don't want to hear that
0: I, I mean, don't think uh, I would ever say yeah, that for,
2: to someone. No, you know what? I think I have said that. I to just someone. said it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry if you were offended by that, but I meant it as a compliment. <laughs> Nothing you say can offend me.
1: Well, I feel like um, we all look damn good for our age. There, how about that?
2: Looking, I'm I'm just staring at our young co-host since you said host today. I know. Um, wait, s- sis, how old did you turn this year? I turned 37. Oh, must be nice. But you know Jen, remember 37?
0: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good year.
2: It's keeping it
3: consistent. Don't remember it at all. I'm excited for my forties though. You should like I'll be I feel like I'll (laughs) be smarter and have a better head on my shoulders.
1: That was classic. She said, I'm excited for my forties, and I said, You should be, and you said don't be.
2: Yep. For once I was
1: the ray of optimism.
2: And you (laughs) were Debbie Downer. It's true. We switched roles for a second. (laughs) We should do that more often.
1: (laughs) So this episode is episode four of season two. It's called Anaconda, which I don't even understand why. But it aired on August 1st, 1991.
2: Synopsis, Brenda gets heated after a bad sunburn, but Brandon and friends are in hot water when their after-hours poker game at the beach club is followed by a burglary. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even back in the day when we did this episode, every time I s- hear Anaconda, I want to go, Anaconda, don't got don't none unless you want buns, buns huh?
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to sing that, and I was sorry. excited. <sighs> Directed by Daniel Addius, written by Darren Starr and Jonathan Roberts, who was a new is a new name for us. This is a new writer, I guess, for season two.
2: That's right. I do you remember that writer? I don't. Shocker. I don't either. I wonder No, but we had lots of ones that went on to be like recurring writers or consistent writers throughout the seasons, even. Uh and I actually sad to say I don't know Jonathan Roberts. I wonder if he this was his One hit wonder, I don't know, with us, with us.
1: We should really look into those details before we go on a radio program and talk about them.
2: Or not a radio program. but
1: right. You know.
2: Doesn't it feel like we're doing a radio show? It does. It's
1: a live radio show.
2: I heart, we want to do a radio show next. Interesting. Because we know so much about music. You
3: both should fill in for me when I'm on maternity leave. How fun would that be? Oh,
2: my gosh.
3: (laughs) How, how how long are you gone for maternity leave? <laughs> Let me before
1: I commit to that. It'll
3: be a few months.
1: Ooh, I don't know about that.
3: You gotta
2: wake up real early. We should do it for a day. We'll help you out See if anyone notices.
1: <laughs> I don't think they notice. Why was this episode called Anaconda though? Does anybody have um, any insight on that?
2: Yes. No. Okay, I know there's a story. I don't have it, but I know there's a story.
1: (laughs) There's There's a a reference
2: somewhere in the show. It was the name of the card game.
3: Anaconda is a seven-card stud poker game. It is played with the same rules except for a few exceptions. There
2: we go.
1: Interesting. So, okay, that's where the title of the show. I love how we're just learning about it all
3: together in real time.
2: (laughs) But just for people
3: like that are listening, we have like... 10 pages of, of prep. Like we are really prepared when we come in to do this podcast. We just didn't know the
2: anaconda. Yeah.
3: Don't know why it's called. Don't know the writer. Don't know
1: the why it's called anaconda. What else?
2: <laughs> so but I far. like that we're discovering because we are rediscovering yeah. the show together. Exactly. So why not discover the details of the show together? Yeah. And it's and as it's if we're just, just the- watching as fans.
1: Literally, we just the watched the be- show and then we come together and we talk about it and we go, yeah. what do you remember? What don't you remember? And and I love that about this podcast. Yeah, We don't censor ourselves. No, no, no. We don't censor ourselves and we don't pretend to be experts. We only can give you our version of the story, our memories from from it. So
2: why weren't you in this episode? That is another thing I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that one. I really thought she was in all episodes produced. Isn't that crazy? I even asked my
1: manager, who was still my manager from, from then, Mr. Showbiz, and he has no recollection of me not being in any episodes. He thought I was in all episodes as well. I thought I was in all episodes. Apparently I wasn't because I didn't see myself in this one. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy watching it. I honestly liked watching it without me in it.
3: No. That's
2: just...
1: No, I, I like, I relaxed and I wasn't nervous for when, when I was going to be on or what, what I was going to say or do, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't so caught up in my own head about it. I was able to like submerse myself in the story. And I really enjoyed watching Brenda and Donna's scenes. Like I thought they were great. And I was like, well, I don't need Kelly in there ruining that. Like you guys are so good together. I really felt like this episode, Donna, you, you had the most to say, especially that scene like Mm -hmm. at the beach with Brenda, you were so cute and so real, like authentic in that scene. And I just wanted to be friends with you. I wanted, I wanted to hang Mm -hmm. out on the beach with you.
2: Maybe you saw a little bit of the show back then, and maybe that's the reason you wanted to be my friend. In real life, <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe I was
1: home watching the show. That's <laughs> where I was.
2: And I know. Maybe you were sick, like, and you couldn't work. Maybe you lost your voice. I don't know.
1: No, I, the only thing I can think of would be that um, my dad was uh, struggled a lot with his health, and they, my parents, lived in Arizona, and he had. Um, there were occasions when he would have heart attacks and end up in the hospital. And this to me sort of feels like I might've made an emergency, you know, flee to mm-hmm. go be with him. That's all I can really associate. That sounds with.
2: likely. I bet we could look up the script somewhere online. Someone has it and put the pieces together. Cause I bet you're right. I bet you were in it and they had to take you out because there was an emergency. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows the answer to it out there, please let us know. Yes. Let us know. <laughs> Any fact seekers about 90210? Why I wasn't there. But it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. because you weren't in it, Jenny. But <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. So should we talk about poker? Yes. Poker?
1: I poker. hardly know her. Poker? I don't even know her. That is so <laughs> not okay to say anymore.
2: <laughs> but it's such Wait, like an old dad You remember joke what was or- the other
1: one? Mm-hmm. Um... Poker in the front, lick her in the rear. That is simple. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I just said that, but it, it came to my mind because whenever we, I would, <laughs> these are the things you learn on the set, people. <laughs> Pretty old school. You could say poke him in the front, lick him in the rear. It doesn't have to be about a woman.
2: <laughs> if
1: that's I, your you, problem, I don't with think it. you yeah. can poke
2: some a boy in the front. That would hurt. if You poked, poked him in the front. I've
3: never heard poker. Ow. I don't even know her.
1: You
0: <laughs> never have never, never heard that? Heard that? Like old guys say it. Like,
2: poker.
3: These
1: I'll are, these know are her. now our old lady jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we laugh and laugh. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. And the young people just, just like, are like, death. what are they saying?
3: Oh, I'm laughing with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: poker. I don't even
3: know her. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. I thought Brian was extra cute in this episode. Yeah. He was I know. he was so cute
1: with his little poker faces that he was making. Yeah. And those were just like, those remind, like the faces he was making at the poker table remind me of just him now. Like he makes those faces just like for no reason. And, and I don't know, this must be where they originated from.
2: <laughs> Except he was a lot shorter and had a higher voice, but it's him now.
1: Yep, it's the same Brian. And a different
2: hairline. Brian had such a low hairline, like Eddie Munster, right?
1: Yeah, well, look oh, at it yeah. now. He's got great
2: hair still. So. He's got great hair. Yeah, it ended up perfect, like settled in.
1: Settled in. It settled in, yeah. It settled in. It s- <laughs> he really settled grew down. into his face. <laughs> he
2: grew into his hairline. <laughs> he grew into everything. <laughs> no, that came out wrong. <laughs>
1: well, I felt like the poker stuff was really fun to see, like... The whole sneaking into the beach club at night, which I was like, Brandon, what are you doing? You're gonna get fired. I, I was know. worried. Peer about pressure. Him. Peer pressure. Totally.
2: I feel like he oh, he. This is what the second time he's succumbed to peer pressure.
1: Yeah, it seems like Steve Sanders can get him to do anything, anything. Uh-huh. But. Steve is pretty convincing and kind of fun. And you want to join in on the shenanigans when he like comes up with something, oh, yeah. a scheme, a plan. He's so
3: convincing. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, you know, you, you get real convinced by him. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. He's it's very, true. Uh, he's a good salesman.
3: And that storyline is just so relatable because I think in every friend group in, with high school kids, especially there's, there's always that one friend that is the instigator. Mm-hmm. The
2: wild one. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I had one of those in high school I had one of those on set (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't me it wasn't Jen wait who was it Shannon okay because she like she was cool and like was always going out and doing things and I was just like oh she's so cool like I want to hang out with her so I would end up doing things that yeah that you not bad regret just or like, that you shouldn't have done not like ba- nothing bad but just like peer pressure like oh no because I like I felt like when we started this show I was still living at home obviously I was in my teens I had a curfew which is so lame <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like let's go out on a Friday night and don't worry we don't have to have an ID and I'd be like I have a curfew and I was so embarrassed I couldn't tell Shannon Doherty I had a curfew <laughs> I love that about you. So it like an early, like I like right before my 18th birthday, I think my curfew was still 1130.
3: <laughs> that is so great. You guys are like t- major TV stars on like one of the biggest shows on the planet. And you have a curfew. It's just it's so relatable.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. interesting, though, because, yes, you had a curfew. And so. You were obviously, you know, being parented, but then we would go to work and be treated like adults and Mm -hmm. have absolutely no like, um, like guardianship at work. We were just thrown into this situation and had to make all our own decisions and know how to act and know how to handle all the things and know how to do everything on our own. Like there was nobody there telling us. Yes, no, maybe, you know, it was,
2: there was never one adult that was like, hey, if you guys need anything, you're young girls, like, come, you can confide in me. That would have been nice to have, huh? I wonder if they have that now for
3: teenagers.
1: I mean, when you're, when you're a teenager on a set now, you have usually your parents with you or your teacher or something like some sort of person. But your
3: parents didn't have to be, I guess your parent was there technically, Tori.
1: <laughs> but, or <laughs> he was um, there but not there. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I took I took the GED so that I didn't mm. have to have a teacher on set cuz I wanted to fit in with everybody else. Mm. 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 Me too. Um, Me
1: too. We both the GED which is like so we could graduate from high school earlier. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but then my mom yeah. said since she was so strict, if I took the GED on my days off from filming, I still had to go to high school and graduate from my high school. Like that was our deal. Really? Yeah, which was really super hard to work these hours and then be like, oh, I have the next day off. And I'd be like, do I really have to go to my senior classes? Like, oh, it would suck. Oh, my goodness. High class problems. But it's it's still.
3: But it's not that. Did you guys feel that you were missing out? Like, I, I mean, for me, it's like I loved high school for that reason. Like, just, all you know, homecoming, the dances, being a cheerleader, all that did you feel like you missed out on any of that? But you basically were playing that on TV. So I don't know. Like. I think, Tori, you got to experience a lot of that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. And the stuff. But once I was on 90210, it was like my world transitioned. And I wanted yeah. to just be immersed into this world. Um, yeah. And just act and be with these friends. So it just it transitioned really fast.
1: Yeah. Because you didn't have anybody watching over you. You didn't have any teachers telling you what to do. <laughs> we were yeah. like,
2: woohoo. Yeah. It's it's a dream. On set. It was, yeah, it's true. Oh my gosh.
1: I would want, I want, would want that too. Yeah. But, um, I don't feel like I, I mean, I did a little bit of high school. I only stayed in high school through my sophomore year and then I uh, left and got my GD as well and then didn't. Ever look back <laughs> never worried about I mean, yeah. it again mm-hmm. and look at me now at <laughs> guys stay in school kids
3: well i think it's does it feel weird that like you still kind of in a weird way acted it out like yeah you still got to wear like the cap and gown and got to
1: go to the dances and got to go to the yeah. football games and all the things yeah it just was but on as TV. Kelly for 9 2 <laughs> Way better because, yeah, it was just, I don't know. We were doing it as adults kind of. It was fun. Yeah.
2: That's how I felt more about like the college years when we get to the college years. Because mm-hmm. I felt really like missing out when I had friends like that would call me from college and they were having parties and sororities. And I was like, wow, but we really got to live all that. So mm-hmm. I feel more about that cool. when we get there.
1: Um, one uh, back to the episode, one of the things that I was enjoying when I, every time I watch the show, I feel like I really enjoy the, um, not just the opening credits, but like the opening sequence where they show you all of the, um, the, they call it B-roll or establishing shots of Beverly Hills in California and all the glorious scenery that is out here, you know? And I love that about, I just for a second, it kind of sucked me in and thought, oh my gosh, if I was living in, you know, Uruguay or whatever and watching this uh, thinking, yeah. that's so cool. That's what Beverly Hills looks like. That's what the rich and famous live like, you know, that's California. I think that was such a lure, such a an important part of our show was all of that stock footage and and, and like
3: establishing mm-hmm. shots so I lived true. in Orange County and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> like, and you, you lived, lived in like, a beautiful you, place as well, though. I, but I'm just saying, like, I never, you know, I didn't go up to L.A. Even going up to L.A., growing up in Orange County, it was like you didn't, you didn't do it often. So to us to see like the palm trees in Beverly Hills and all the shops and all that stuff, it wasn't something that we saw every day either. Come
2: on down. See how 2% live. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's more than that. But I think every episode, they, they would repeat a lot of the shots of certain things
1: like Rodeo Drive and the palm trees and mm-hmm. the beach. But there were also a lot of new stuff. So they they, they must have had like um, a whole second unit that would go out and shoot these um, just beautiful scenes, like landscapes of the beauty of California. I would want, I would want to be on that crew where you just go around and there's no actors, just the beautiful scenery and the the real people. I love that (laughs) stuff. But right out of the gate, I felt like this episode starts really tapping into, uh, Dylan's emotional trauma and pain more than even more than before. Like, yeah, they kind of talk about his problems with his dad and, but this is the episode where I felt like we really dove into his, the dark parts of his psyche. And mm-hmm. I think this was like a, a pivotal moment for his character and like the trajectory of mm-hmm. the importance of Dylan McKay on the show. Agreed. Cause he wasn't just Brenda's boyfriend. He wasn't just, you know, this guy that surfs, he was, he had all these layers and we, we sort of start to unpack all yeah. of that
2: started figuring out his character so interesting to see nowadays, I feel like they do shows a bit different back then. There really is an like they didn't just drop little nuggets. It's like they always put it all in one episode. They pack it in kind of like big nuggets about somebody's character. It mm-hmm. happens all at mm-hmm. once. I mean, not that we haven't seen little things along the way with Dylan, but this episode was very Dylan heavy about his backstory. This whole season's yeah. more dramatic already. I mean yeah, it is realizing.
3: It's not that after school special type of vibe that season 1 was.
1: Yeah, you're starting to really get invested in in each individual character and their mm-hmm. specific journey and that's that's what's so cool. Like like I was saying that scene with Brenda and Donna at the beach. Like I started to care and and understand and like kind of uh relate more to Donna and to Brenda, I mean First of all, I thought Brenda looked super cute in this episode. Her hair and makeup was on fuego. So just Aww. wanted to say that. <laughs> but um I just felt like I you, you start to really want to be with these characters. You start to want to hang mm-hmm. out with these characters and like help them with their problems and be there for it all, you know.
2: And also going into second season, I think they were starting to know us as actors more. And that was helping them to start to guide the characters.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What do you mean by that? It's starting to get you to know you as actors?
2: Because I, we always feel like we were like, did they have like some hidden microphone somewhere? Because they like the character attributes, like, oh, okay. I feel like a lot of the stuff you see, especially like for my characters, Donna, like that's very Tory, And at that age that they were writing mm-hmm. for me, um, personality wise. So it's interesting that they were getting to know us by spending time with us on set. And they were starting to write more personality traits of the real actors into the characters. I think,
1: but it's weird. I didn't. I didn't ever feel like they were spending more time with us on set. I f- honestly no. felt like they were watching us from <laughs> afar, <laughs> and like like make taking notes about the <laughs> the animals in the
3: enclosures. <laughs> well, wait. weren't you mic'd up? Like, if you were mic'd up,
1: or no? Well. With all those booms in every shot, I don't think we were
2: wearing body mics. Oh yeah, I guess. But so. you learn you learn very young, like I we learned this on 90210 that when you have your body mm-hmm. mic on, it's taped inside, and yeah. you don't want them to hear it, you just tap it yeah. and then fum, continue fum, to have fum, your conversation. Fum, fum, fum. Like like it's no, working right now, really? on your
1: microphone, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah it sounds great. It like this. The sound men probably loved that because whenever we would talk about stuff we we didn't want anyone to hear, we would be like tap 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 and it would probably really hurt their ears. <laughs>
2: Punk kids but like I think producers <laughs> and writers were like banking on us just like talking out of school and not like knowing that we had our mics on and which happens all the time yeah yeah we <laughs> wouldn't there stuff mic'd. would happen and we'd be like oh shoot I forgot to go like this and you would have just told like some really juicy stuff um <laughs> but have you gone on in your career Jen to be on a set and work with younger people or anyone and you do that and they look at you like, what are you doing? And they think <laughs> you're crazy. I don't know if I've really noticed that. No. Oh, it happened to me. Someone was like, <laughs> what are you? Are you okay? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's like an, and I was like, habit. Uh, you don't, I guess it's an old school thing. You go like this. So that sound doesn't hear. What do the, you what talk are the youngsters someone. do now when they don't
1: want the sound man to hear what they're saying? They just don't care. They don't care, I don't
3: think. You can't unplug it? There's no off button? Well, you can unplug it,
1: but it it's not that easy because it's usually like um when they put a body mic on you it's it's wrapped under a packaging thing like you're wrapped up in a belt and it's in the belt in your pants in your clothes.
3: Yeah yeah. Up yeah. on your
1: thigh there's like a thigh wrap with velcro on so it's like Oh wow. you know it's usually like an ordeal to get to it which is also yeah pretty embarrassing when the sound man is putting that on you on set yeah. like digging through your clothes lifting up your skirt pulling up your everything just to get to your mic, to change your batteries. I always yeah. wonder, yeah. are they it's really changing job. my batteries? Or is he just <laughs> copping a feel right
2: now? Oh, it, my God. It's pretty invasive. <laughs>
1: it is. And everybody's standing there waiting while the sound man is, like, literally lifting your shirt up and basically putting his head under there. Like,
0: yeah, what?
3: hand in your okay. boobs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been mic my- before they usually hand it to me and they're like, now, I can just go through your bra. Nowadays. Now they oh.
0: They didn't used to
2: do that. No. So we grew up like just being like on new shows, they would be like, are you okay? They would always say that. No, we'd be like, we would yeah, yeah, it's there. fine. Yeah. Just like, like touch me.
1: T- here t- I am. here's my body. Put the yeah. thing where you need it. <laughs> That's so invasive. I wonder invasive. If we have
2: PTSD from that. <laughs> from being fondled? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you enjoy foreplay? <laughs> No. Does it bring back? No, memory? it's kind of numbing. Like, we're like, are <laughs> oh you guys touching me? <laughs> Janice explained so much about my life. Are you having no. an epiphany? <laughs> Lord.
3: <laughs>
0: what is it?
3: Well, there's still more to uncover from this episode. Let's take a break. And you guys can think about that, and we'll come back. <clears throat> Look, we all know that
1: a healthy diet and regular exercise is key when it comes to feeling your best inside and out. But if you feel like you are putting in the work, you could just still use a little extra help getting rid of unwanted fat in stubborn areas of your body. Sono Bello can help. SonoBello doctors use micro laser technology to help you lose fat in areas like your tummy, thighs, or even your arms. Nothing can take the place of a healthy lifestyle. But it is good to know that Sono Bello offers ways to help you achieve the results you are looking for. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation, learn all about micro laser fat removal, and ask about their techniques to remove loose skin. Sono Bello is running a great special right now, by the way. Visit sonobello.com slash omg. That's Sono. B E L L O dot com slash O-M-G. How would you like to upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at
2: unbeatable prices? With Quince, you can. Quince will transform the way you shop. They offer a range of high-quality items priced within reach. Like 100%
1: Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50.
2: Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry.
1: The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than
2: similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with
1: factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I got some hoop earrings that
2: I am loving and wearing every day. And I got a super comfy pair of slippers that you can feel the quality and the prices are so reasonable. It should be your shopping go-to. Indulge in affordable luxury.
1: Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com/slash/90210. I'm sure you've seen the viral beauty products all over social media from Thrive Cosmetics, like the tubing mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube. Everyone is loving.
2: I can be pretty picky when it comes to beauty products, and I'm a big fan of Thrive Cosmetics, especially because they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty free. They're
1: made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high performance, and trademarked formulas. And
2: uncompromising standards. And their bestsellers have thousands of five star reviews. Plus, I like how Thrive Cosmetics gives back. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive.
1: They have so many products to choose from. I love their brilliant eye brightener. Just apply some to the inner corner of your eye, and it's like an instant eye lift, you guys. You can even use it as an eyeshadow. And they have 16 shades to choose from. Thrive
2: Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back.
1: Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210.
2: That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 20% off your first order. How would you like to look five years younger? or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, you guys, we are back. And... It's anaconda. Don't want none of you ain't got buns, hon. Sorry, I love it so much.
1: We're at the beach club. We are. What We're They're playing, playing poker. poker. And the big um, thing is they're going to do the, you know, Ross Wienerblatt version of Poker Night, which I just couldn't get past the name. Sorry for anybody out there who's named Ross Wienerblatt, but I mean, I'm really <laughs> sorry if your name is Ross Wienerblatt. <laughs> But I'm sorry to be making fun of it right now, but it just made me laugh.
2: One more time. Say it one more time. Ross are Wiener Blatt. Yes. <laughs>
1: one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> what movie is that from?
2: I don't know, but you and I always do that. I don't know. We got it from some movie. It's from Elf. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> when the guy's on the, yeah, yeah. on the conference table and um, and Will Ferrell's character is calling him an, an elf. Or, yeah, yeah. He's like... Say it one more, one more time. Say it one more time. (laughs) And then he beats the crap out of him. I love that movie. Sorry. But it was also funny when they're doing the poker stuff and they're, um, talking about their fancy 50 inch rear projection TV. I was like, that was like high tech in that, at that time. Mm -hmm. VCR. 1991. Mm -hmm. That dated us, didn't it? It did, but I loved it. It was a pretty big TV for that time. Yeah. And rear projection TVs were the thing to have. (laughs) Now you wouldn't really want one, but they were good. One of my favorite lines, I'm just going to jump right ahead because that's what I do, uh, was when um, the guy that they're playing poker with says, Hey, Brandon, don't be such a squeef. (laughs) What's a squeef? What's a squeef? I thought he said squeak. (gasps) But I I heard squeef. Squeak the or squeef. squeef. Like, don't be such a
2: squeak. Who says that? Yeah, it is weird. Was a squeef like like a loser?
1: Sounds not fun. And then the <laughs> girls come to the poker party and they look so stinking cute. I love your outfits. Uh
2: I always try to find pictures from that episode. Really cute. And I I loved those outfits. Mm-hmm.
1: It looked so fun. I wanted to go to that poker game and smoke. I well, I didn't want to smoke the cigars. I could not believe you guys were smoking cigars yeah
2: i felt like such a stud you guys i'm sure i felt like i was gonna throw up afterwards (laughs) but i was like feeling cool as could be i don't see cigar
1: smoking as really making you cool but i guess no
2: it's the opposite but imagine being what were we 17 then 18 Mm -hmm. like you know it was like oh okay i it's just for a scene so i'm not doing it but it's like I don't know. I thought I was in the big leagues. You were. You D- were. Don't judge me. <laughs>
1: you, you. You were, and you looked great doing it. I. I really loved it. I was there for that whole poker thing, the lighting, and the, just it looked so neato. Neato. I said neato. <laughs> Better than squeef.
3: Mm-hmm. It was a very interesting theme. Like, I was wondering, did the writers come up with that? Was that your dad's idea to do the whole like, Frank Sinatra theme? scene where do you guys think it came from
2: i wonder i mean my dad was really good friends with the rat pack i wonder if that was something he was like oh let's make it this kind of idea and yeah bring that back i don't know
1: it was fun to get to see james pickens jr um do some more scenes in this episode did you guys like that
2: he's such a good actor mm mm-hmm. It's funny, I wonder if people remember him from this, because obviously everyone knows him from Grey's Anatomy, Richard on Grey's Anatomy, but we have crossover audiences, right? Yeah,
1: sure. Before that, he was he was Henry Thomas. He was like the guy at the beach club, and he was, he so, was so great. Cool. He was so mm-hmm. cool. I just loved whenever he was on screen. And, I mean, to be quite honest, the show was not that diverse in – in the nineties. We, that wasn't mm-hmm. something that they really focused on. It was a once in a while thing that they would say, Oh, we, we should do this. But I loved seeing the diversity and just feeling that, you know, just the difference of, of having him there. And and I thought that that he added a lot to our show.
3: I liked him a lot. He was watching TV on the balcony again.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: his favorite thing to do.
1: And he had like the best <laughs> mullet. Like did you guys notice? He had like the best tightest mullet there is. Oh, tight. Yeah, it was a tight mullet, mm-hmm. but it was a mullet. Like you had to really like sneak a peek to see it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I was like, "What? Ooh, he's cute." <laughs> so he appears in 10 episodes of 90210.
2: And then that was it. What ha- what happened after this season, Did Grey's Anatomy start? Is that when he went there?
3: I that seems... Maybe a
1: no few years. Idea. I guess I we'll know.
2: find out, but didn't we come back to the beach club or this was it after this season?
1: I feel like it was just one season. Whoa, we That's don't so know sad. anything. We're, we, we don't like, you, like we said, we're going to learn <laughs> right along with you guys while we're watching this. The thing about this is if you're a super fan of the show, you've watched every episode and you know what's happened and what's going to happen. For us, we literally don't know what's going to happen next
2: week. This is true. Mm -hmm. Just because we acted in it and lived it, don't think we remember it. (laughs) We had a great, uh, we had a great song in this episode though.
1: I did notice, um, was kind of another one of those, um, foreshadowing weird 90210 moments because there was a song called What I Like About You, uh, by the romantics in the scene with Brenda and Donna when they're doing their tans. I don't know if you guys heard it, but I did because that song's was became later became pretty significant to me because I did the show What I Like About You. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a neat little foreshadowing. Another one of those yeah. things. That's so cool. Those things keep happening. Keep coming. Keep them coming. I love it. Yeah. Do you guys have that happen? I mean, you you notice like the things that happen, you know, like little signs. This is totally off topic, but I'll just tell you, um, my daughter. Her school picked a new mascot this last week. And they, for whatever reason, they, it, it wasn't politically correct, their old mascot, they wanted to change it. So they changed it to uh, the owls. And they announced it yesterday, and it was big news, you know, uh, for us. And the, and the, the <laughs> night before they announced it, I had a dream about a giant owl swooping through. And I didn't know where that came oh. from. Then they, then they announced that their show, their mascot is called the Owls. And then last night we were watching um, uh, Queen's Gambit again, because we love that show. And there was like an owl reference. I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but <laughs> it's about <laughs> no, the signs, it. people. It's about noticing all yes. the so signs of the universe.
2: Like synchronicity. Synchronicity, yes. And... I'm just gonna say it. I think it. Okay, so when so she told me this yesterday, and I mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, she had this premonition about the owl being picked as the mascot." But I think the overall theme is you, you need to look deeper. The owl means something else
3: oh, for you. It's true.
2: It's coming, like something. We have to figure it out.
3: Well, owls are wise. Maybe there's wisdom coming your way, or please. Go. And she is a hoot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I feel like
1: it means something. Hello, <laughs> people. Maybe it'll be
3: revealed on the next episode. Let's hope. Maybe. Well, let's get into fashion, our favorite lines, and we have a few questions from listeners. Let's take a break and we'll come back with that.
1: Look, we all know that a healthy diet and regular exercise is key when it comes to feeling your best inside and out. But if you feel like you are putting in the work, you could just still use a little extra help getting rid of unwanted fat in stubborn areas of your body. SonoBello can help. SonoBello doctors use micro laser technology to help you lose fat in areas like your tummy, thighs or even your arms. Nothing can take the place of a healthy lifestyle, but it is good to know that SonoBello offers ways to help you achieve the results you are looking for. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation, learn all about micro laser fat removal, and ask about their techniques to remove loose skin. Sono Bello is running a great special right now, by the way. Visit sonobello.com slash omg. That's com slash omg. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities.
2: Over 25 concerts and live performances starring blues traveler, collective soul, gin blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb.
1: Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025, on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico.
2: Head to the90scruise.com to book your cabin.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: If you feel like you have a long
1: to-do list and it's overwhelming to look at, you're not alone. Between work, family, and other responsibilities, the pressure can really take a toll on your well-being and especially your mental health. But therapy can be a great way to work through that stress and help alleviate the pressure we put on ourselves. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible, it's convenient, and entirely online. With BetterHelp, you can make time for yourself and talk to someone who can help you prioritize things that really matter. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist. Plus, you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 90210 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp,
2: H-E-L-P dot com slash 90210. In the 90s, Nickelodeon had hit after enormous hit. For decades, these shows would launch the careers of young performers who would become major stars.
1: But behind the scenes, the cast and crews say they faced painful incidents of harassment and abuse, including child predators working in their midst. Now the victims are finally speaking out, revealing the true dangers of putting children in the spotlight.
2: Quiet on set, the dark side of kids' TV. An ID true crime event starts Sunday at 9 on ID and stream on max.
1: Okay. So let's talk fashion ladies, because we love to talk about fashion on the show. Um, I'll just kick it right off. I was really digging, uh, Steve's outfits in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) They were, they were just fun and so perfectly Steve Sanders. I loved the, um, completely buttoned up, uh, shirt, blue shirt with the white, like Docker shorts, Mm -hmm. but equally, uh, the dolphin shorts he was wearing <laughs> with yet another tank top. <laughs> <laughs> His tank top closet is just going
2: nuts. We have to ask him if he has any of those tank tops and if he would be willing to wear them one day. Oh yes. Then And
1: now I want to do, yeah. Like I want to see him in those now.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see that so bad. Um, I loved my outfit in the poker game. That was one of my favorite outfits ever on this whole series that I wore because I love the 20s, so mine was kind of 20s-esque.
1: Yeah, you were both kind of dolled up like retro like mm-hmm. that, and I loved it. Brenda's, she looked every bit a roaring 20s lady just as you did, but a little different take on it. Right. Mm-hmm. You were more of a flapper. Mm-hmm. She was more of like a... um the cigarette girl you know the girl that would Mm -hmm. sell the cigarettes (laughs) cigarette (laughs) cigarette well i'm really dating myself
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) no everybody gets that did you like anything sis yeah it's funny that they were uh considered the babes that were going to be at the poker game Mm -hmm. brandon was so disappointed that one of them was his sister he's like this does not count
2: we get some fresh girls
3: Fresh girlfriend, he's a fresh babe. Fresh. Um, I liked Donna's hair in um, like half up, half down when you came into the Walsh's house. It's just like that was my go to hairstyle in the 90s. Because, like, if you didn't want to do point out, you just like the half up, half down with like a huge scrunchie. Yeah.
2: Or just like really... a clip, like the clip. little clips. What were they called? The banana clips? No, that was Butterfly a different clip? one. They were like, yeah, small, like just one. And they were flat. Yeah. And it just would hold it. I don't I don't know. It's so funny for me because I feel like that hairdo was like not a TV hairdo. I feel like it was just real life. Yes. That, I think that's why I liked it. Really? Like I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, why didn't they do my hair that day? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, what was happening? Was I like late? And they were like, got to get to set, skip hair.
1: No, I feel like <gasps> it goes back to being, you being authentic and relatable. I feel like you... D- you and Brenda both looked just really normal, like girls you would want to be hang out with, like you girls that you yeah. actually do hang anyway. out with. How about yeah, lines? How best book. lines from the hmm. episode 902-1, no
3: oh, you I, didn't. one of mine was from David. uh he was he said, "Hey, little lady, can I buy you a snack <laughs> to Donna?
2: Hot snack right here. She was not feeling his vibe. no, not yet. Um, of course, going back to that, um, scene, I liked my line. I, uh, I had a cigar. I threw up. Yeah. When you're being <laughs> interrogated. To yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um,
1: I already told you my favorite line, Brandon, don't be such a squeef. I <laughs> I plan on using that reference later. I'm going to call somebody a squeef today and see how it goes. <laughs> And that's, that's oh. it, you guys. This is, this was a, we didn't have a lot to say about this episode. I, mean, I feel like we kind of like didn't really go too deep, but that's okay. Cause we have some great questions, I think from, from listeners.
3: Don't we, sis? We sure do. Amaya is asking, why do y'all keep picking and or shading the boys this other week it was about Jason and his height and everything. And then Tori was sarcastic about how Jason loves to rehash 902 and O stuff. What did they do to you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. Oh my gosh. What did they do to us? <laughs> okay. Here's what you guys need to understand like, these are like our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, anything we say here, we would say right to their face and probably do. Like, you hear how Jen and I talk. This is how we all talk to each other. Um, and we, we always, we're in contact still and we're all still friends. So they didn't do anything to us. We love them. It's our family. This is how you talk about your best friends and family, right? Yeah. But even so, like I get what there's this Amaya is saying,
1: like Mm -hmm. for people that love the show and you know, but the thing is, this is our, this is, these are our recollections. These are our memories. This is, was our experience. And, you know, it was probably much different than their experience or the guy's experience or anyone else's experience, but we can tell our side of the story. And I think that, um, so often we fall into the trap of trying to tell a story that everybody's going to digest well like that it's going to be politically correct to say or it's Mm -hmm. going to people are going to still like us even when we say it but there are some parts of our experience that weren't great and and that's okay and it's okay for us to talk about it now too and it's okay for for other people to share their experiences but you know when you ask what did they do to you it's not Necessarily what they did to us, but what we as young people did to ourselves, like our interpretation of what was happening at that time, because we were all so young and so, like I said, so unguided at that in that environment, that grown up mature environment, being completely left on our own for, you know, days, full days of whatever happened, you know, and so there's so much that happened that sort of taught us and and shaped us as women as young girls as now as women and not all of it was great and you know Tori and I do try to um tell the truth but at the same time not you know let people in too far to see like the you know the sordid parts because we want everybody to love the characters and love the show and but we also have our own experiences. So sometimes that stuff comes out of us, like when we're joking and when we're like making fun, but I don't think that it's not about what they did to us. Well put what she said.
2: <laughs> um, but Amaya, also, I believe I'm the person that the whole entire first season, I kept saying, look how dreamy Jason's eyes are. Oh my God. He's so hot. Like I acknowledge that too. I think, I mean, I'll say to you, if you wore something, like, what were you wearing that week? Like, that's the same thing. Like, why did they say something about Jason's height? Like, we were just referencing things that were in the script and happened. I don't think you have to defend yourself, but I think that what you said, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I don't feel like we pick on them, though. I don't. Like, I don't feel like we have different. I haven't gotten that vibe either. I think it is kind of
3: like you guys are all you know, related in the, in a sense.
2: These are our high school friends. Mm-hmm. Like we...
3: <laughs> I mean, family picks on each other. Yeah. It's like, I still have the same jokes with my high school friends that like, and we still, when we see each other, we pick up right where we left off and it's of the course. same stupid jokes that like, you know, sound mean, but they're not mean because it's us. So.
1: And we were, and those were like, like we've said before, those were our formative years. We were young girls. We were very, very impressionable. And... I mean, Tori and I have talked about this before, back to the whole major concept of why, why am I the way I am and who, how did I get this way and why do I have these issues or these hangups or, you know, all that you ask yourselves as you grow into an adult and you, when you start to look and sort of look at yourself in the mirror and ask those questions. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of what happened on that set, um, shaped us in all directions, but I think as a young girl, maybe I was like what blamed it on the guys too, like, you know, it was all their fault, but it it was how I saw it, like, you know, brought out a super competitive part of me being in that environment of being, you know, uh, judged by because of my looks or how I looked in an outfit or, you know, it, it was such a, it was, it was just a different day and age um, and it, and it gave y- us young girls a lot of mixed messages. And I, for many years struggled with, um, I think that if I'm honest, like, I think it, it kind of taught me to be threatened by other girls, be threatened by other women, be more competitive because wow. I wanted their, uh, I wanted our co-stars approval or attention, you know, and I, and it was, it, it, it messed with me on a, on a deeper level and not until later in life did I kind of think it wasn't ever about the other girls. And why did I ever make the other girls the enemy in my mind? You know, it wasn't it, 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 it and it, so it, it gives you different messages that you have to work through. And I think that Tori and I are always working through those messages as we grow older and trying to
3: be better people and, and figure it all out, you know? Absolutely. All right. We'll go to the next question. Um, this question is from Stephanie to Jenny. Uh, through the seasons, Kelly endured such traumatic experiences, an eating disorder, the fire, drugs, getting shot, and the cult, just to name a few. Did you ever get tired of such terrible things happening to your character and ask for something happier or easier to play in those 10 seasons?
1: I get asked this question a lot because yeah you do because <laughs> a lot of bad things happen to Kelly He's <laughs> like a weird I don't know why they just love to do bad things to her I don't know why they did but I mean I did my best with it when they would give me a storyline that was dramatic on the heels of another storyline that was dramatic I did my best uh yeah I got I got tired of the heaviness of it sometimes for sure. And it was, you, you know, that's why I, I love the scenes on the show where it's like the everybody hanging out the group and we're having fun. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's like a pleasant break for me, but it's interesting to see, like I did so many of those, you know, dramatic things and I'm <laughs> developed into a pretty dramatic person. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, Tori and I always joke, she's Pollyanna and I'm the opposite of whatever Pollyanna is. <laughs>
3: We have to think of what that is.
2: Didn't we figure it out once?
1: I don't remember.
3: You think it's because you played all these crazy roles when you were younger? I feel like, you're like it's this? definitely shaded my life experience.
1: I feel like no. Way. not only did I have so many traumatic experiences on camera, those those sink in. Those, those sink into your bones, you know, and your experiences. But... I also have had, you know, a lot of things in my real life. So, and we all have a lot of trauma and ups and downs in our lives, but combining the two, I think it's a lot for one lady. (laughs) So I definitely think that it's, it's made me probably a more of a serious person. And, but it's funny because my, I call myself a blue person. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that expression. Like I, Mm. I think you're not a blue person toward, I don't know, succinct. what would I be? You're more of like a yellow person. Like you air more on the light, high, like a uh, lighter, happier, sunnier side of the spectrum. And mm-hmm. I'm more a blue person. Like I've always struggled with depression and I've always, uh, you know, had things that in my mind that were harder for me to deal with and, and kind of clouded my experience and made me more on the blue side. I remember my dad used to say, um, He would say, are you feeling blue? And that was, I would, I would say, yeah. And I didn't know why I was a little girl and he would take me for ice cream and then everything would be better. But (laughs) yeah, but I think that people are just kind of wired how they're wired. And I think that, I think all of our experiences throughout all of our journeys in life, like they accumulate, they, they kind of add up and make you who you are. I know, I know I love my blueness. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love it. I embrace it. And I, it's something that I've learned to live with and, and, um, that I love about myself. I've, I'm a, <laughs> I remember some people used to call me in a negative connotation. Uh, you're too emotion, emotion, emotional. That was what they would say. You're so emotional. And yeah, maybe as a younger person, I was more dramatic and more emotional because that's usually what happens, but I remember saying, you know what? I'm not emotional. I'm emotion full. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm okay with that. So maybe I got it from Kelly. But also people telling you that when you're so young, like... There's something wrong it, with even you. If you're, even if you're not that, mm-hmm. then you start believing that you mm-hmm. are. And so then you carry that. You carry the, I, I've done this thing called the Landmark Forum. Me too. I don't know if you guys have heard. Oh, you have? Yes. Okay. So it's a bracket. And so it's a bracket that was given to you in your adolescence or when you were young. And it may not be true at all. And you carried it into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like someone telling you, like, you can't draw. You're not a good artist, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're a little kid in preschool or like. And then so then you go into elementary school, you're like, I'm just not a good drawer. And you just start believing that, mm-hmm. you know, and it has nothing to do with who you really are. So it's just, it's crazy for that. And then I had no idea that doing these roles would would really penetrate into like your actual real life as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for sure. For me, definitely doing all this stuff and then going home and
3: because you want to stay in that mindset yeah. right as an actor mm-hmm. I'm assuming I mean
1: yeah it's hard to break it off at the end of the day and of the day and then mm-hmm. like turn it right back on at 6 a.m the next day so it's it kind of lingers <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're like I'm just gonna stay a bitch all night <laughs> because I have to be that tomorrow morning Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> but I think also to what you were saying like
1: people label you we label ourselves like I do that all the yeah. time I say Oh, I'm not a I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write this, but if I really sat right. down and applied myself, I probably could write mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So it's it's the messages that we hear from other people. It's but if, for me, it's the messages that I hear from myself and they're probably from those outer messages and then I sort of internalize them and keep reiterating to myself like my mm-hmm. the things that aren't so great about myself and I I think that that's something that we should all try to not do stop listening to ourselves when it comes to those
3: negative messagings. I know. I wish we could just all live like the innocent lives that children live, you know, and you're like, you don't yeah. second guess anything when
2: you're a child. You think you're great.
3: Yeah. I look at my kids and I'm just like,
2: gosh, if I can just have your mind for a day. And their confidence because no one's yeah. torn <laughs> it down yet. I know. <laughs> oh, We could just keep them in a bubble.
1: I know. I wonder what I would be like. I've thought this before. Like, what would I be like if I hadn't been colored by all the experience, like all the negative stuff, you know, and all the messages out there? Like, what would little Jenny be like if, if none of that had happened?
2: Well, it's part of your journey, so you wouldn't be you if it didn't happen.
1: No, it wouldn't. And you
2: wouldn't
3: love me. I would always love you no matter what. (laughs) Do you think you've carried some of Donna's traits into your real life, Tori?
2: I mean, I've definitely carried being cast as Donna, being the producer's daughter through my whole life. I mean, I definitely, I'm the type, like, when Jen says she shows emotions a lot when she was younger, I didn't show any emotions, because I didn't want to be labeled anything. I just wanted to be perfect. Like, you know, they already have preconceived notions because I'm the producer's daughter. So going into that job, I was like, I have to be sweet. I have to be nice. I have to be kind. I've, and I was all those things, but yeah. it's carried over into my adult life that I don't have a voice to be strong or brave or the confident woman I want to be because I'm spending so much time focusing on being just so sweet and wanting everyone to like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish, yeah, I wish that was different, too. I feel like things would be different.
1: Everybody has their own, like, thing, you know? I, like, it's so interesting when you look at people.
3: Yeah, I think we all want to please people to an extent, you know? It did even like, dumb stuff. Like, when I was planning my wedding, it's like I kept thinking about, like, what everybody else was going to think. And it's supposed to be the like, happiest day of my life. And I was, like, worried about, like, Are they gonna like this, or my guests gonna like that? And it's just—you have to be able to be a little selfish at times. Mm -hmm. That's the great thing
1: about getting older, I think, is that you start to realize that it's not being selfish; it's just honoring yourself and, like, giving yourself as much love and acceptance as you do to other people. Mm -hmm. And that's—it's hard, but it's part of the journey.
3: Oh, we're all still
2: works in progress.
3: Well, I just met you guys not too long ago, and I think you're both lovely, and I don't get any negative vibes from either one of you. So there you go. You're doing something right.
2: No shades of blue. No shades of yellow. No, no shades of no. blue. No shades of Would yellow. You like it's our sunshine, all pink.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need sarcasm please
1: it'd be so boring without it no so what is our next episode those were great questions you guys by the way keep them coming because like yeah obviously we're not afraid to talk about anything um if anything i tend to talk about stuff too much but
3: <laughs> about like the real deal but um keep them coming because we love them yes next episode is uh season two episode five it's called play it again david Oh, the eyebrows, tour Hubba, hubba. again,
1: David. Hmm, I'm so <laughs> curious. What's David going to play?
2: I have no idea. I, I just <laughs> got excited because it's Davidson.
1: <laughs> she has no a, idea. I think I remember. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see you guys
0: next week.
1: Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s Cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity
2: interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring blues traveler, Collective Soul Gin Blossoms, Everclear Lit, and more. The 90s
1: Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, on Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas,
2: January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com to book your cabin.
0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are
3: you waiting for? Let's go.
0: Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu and the new season streaming March 15th.